The Pat Kenny Show on News Talk with Matter Private Network. During current restrictions, don't ignore your health concerns. Our expert team is ready to help. And News Talk's technology correspondent Jess Kelly is with us to answer any tech questions you have. 53106 if you want to get questions into Jess. Just before we get into tech, we've been getting a lot of reaction ever since we spoke to Noel Grealish about the issue of bail. Uh, just to bring you some of it, Anton, the solution to the bail problem is first, criminals not to commit follow-on crimes. It's too easy at present. If you commit crime while on bail, you know it's not going to cost you materially. If you commit crime while on free legal aid, you should own the results and you would not, should not be eligible for free legal aid. This might cause criminals to think twice if it was going to cost them in the pocket. Another, that man talking about the bail laws spoke more sense than I have heard on radio in the last 10 years. Another, we have been hearing these populist calls for more imprisonment, pushing us in the direction of the USA where the symptoms and not the causes of crime are dealt with, with disastrous results. The bulk of prisoners are from very deprived areas whose neglect leads to the current situation, but there are little or no votes in that. Another, I agree with your speaker. We are too soft on criminals here. If you can't do the time, don't commit the crime. These rags know how to use the system. Another, maybe we should look at why we have repeat offenders. Just locking people up does not reform people. If you want to lower crime, first look at why it is committed. Things like third strike does not work, proven not to work. Why not look at countries that are lowering repeat offending and loads more reaction to the issue. Anyway, 53106 if you reaction to the bail topic, but also 53106 at a cost of 30 cent if you have any tech questions for Jess Kelly. And Jess, before we get to all of the questions, there are a couple of major matters to deal with. First, the iPhone 13, which you have been reviewing. Yeah, that's right, Anton. So it was announced uh, there last week to a lot of hype, a lot of fanfare. There are people who will go out and buy any new device that has an Apple logo on the back. And it's interesting to look at what Apple has done with the 13. Um, Having used it and having looked at the spec and all the rest, I kind of feel like it's a little step rather than a massive leap in terms of innovation. But some tweaks that they've made are very impressive. So firstly, we have four new iPhones. There's the mini, which is a 5.6 inch screen. Then there's the standard iPhone, which we're going to talk about, uh, which is a 6.1 inch screen. Then you have the Pro and the Pro Max, which kind of go into uh, phablet territory. They are very, very big, but they are very powerful machines. Uh, But looking at the standard iPhone, which is what I have in my hand at the moment, internally, they've increased the minimum capacity uh, to 128 gigs, which I think is a brilliant thing. So no longer can you buy an iPhone with 64 gigs of storage. The minimum now is 128 it's also a little bit heavier, a little bit chunkier maybe than the iPhone 12. And that's because they've increased the battery capacity, which again is most welcome. You're getting over an hour of extra um, screen time, I suppose, uh, because the battery capacity has been increased. So they are some of the tweaks that I like a lot about it. 128 gig in a phone is amazing. There was a time when that was a decent laptop. Yeah, totally. Like the the thing is, and this is where, you know, that that conversation happens about, you know, should you buy a a really powerful phone with a big screen or should you get a tablet 
or should you get um, a laptop? For, for some people, you know, if you work in um, certain industries, you may well be able to do the majority of your work from your phone. I mentioned to you last week, I left my laptop at home, managed to plug my phone into a monitor and could do pretty much everything I needed to do. So we are seeing a huge amount being crammed into these devices that still look brilliant. And for anyone who's wondering, you know, the new A15 chip, which is the bit that makes all the magic work inside the phone, you absolutely see the benefit of it. It is incredibly fast at multitasking. The cameras are, of course, sensational. There's a new mode uh, called cinematic mode for when you're shooting videos. And it turns you into the most incredible uh, film director of all time just by selecting that option on the camera. There's a lot of technology working to make sure that your videos and photographs look stunning. So all of these tweaks are incredible. But if, like me, you were using an iPhone 12, I don't think you need to rush out to buy the 13. I would hold back and see what they do for the next iteration of the iPhone. But if you have the iPhone 10 or anything older, you will notice a dramatic leap in terms of the innovation, how the phone works, how everything looks on it. And um, those small tweaks are very, very noticeable when you look at some of the older phones. And if you were giving us a recommendation on whether it's the mini, the phone, the phone pro or the phone pro max, which would it be? <laughs> I would go with the standard one purely because I have tiny little dinky hands and the Pro and the Pro Max are just too cumbersome for me. They also don't fit in my back pocket, which is one of the key requirements for me when I'm getting a phone. If you are someone, though, who does like the smaller devices, the 5.6 inch screen is nice for the mini, um, but it does take a bit of getting used to, I suppose, going from a six inch phone to a 5.6 inch phone. There is a bit of a difference. I personally use my phone to watch a lot of content. Uh, so I like having the 6.1 inch screen. It's not cumbersome and it is incredibly powerful. So that would be my cho- choice there. On the subject of your dinky hands, the update mm. that you made me do to iOS 15, they have dropped the search bar for Safari to the bottom of the screen. It is a game changer. I am finally able to search for things using just the one thumb. Yeah, some people don't like that. It's funny. One of the first questions that I got after I I, I spoke to you last week, Anton, loads of people got in touch saying, how do I put Safari back to the top? Because although it is handy and you don't have to stretch your hand and you're not likely to drop your phone because of it, uh, some people's muscle memory just couldn't adapt. So that is, it is possible to change that within iOS 15 if you hate it. No, give it time. Give it time. Adapt. (laughs) We actually have, we've looked at loads of questions as always, but we've won the relates to what you were saying about using the phone effectively as a quasi laptop. Hi Jess, can you get a printer to use with an iPhone to print A4 size documents? Yes, you can. A lot of the printers now um, offer wireless printing. It's very, very handy to do. Um, So the one that I have here at home, for example, is a HP printer. It's around 80 quid. I will dig out the name for you. Um, And the idea is that you download the app onto your phone. Uh, You can then um, just print your documents. You can select what what documents you want. If you want it double-sided, if you just want it one-sided, anything like that. I have the name here. It's the HP 6020E. And I really, really like it. It's a basic enough printer, but it does all of my day-to-day printing that I may need. It's not going to break the bank and it can be done completely wirelessly. While we're not breaking the bank, text ask, uh, Jess, I need a new phone. I can't afford another Samsung. What would your advice be on a new option? I'm considering a Huawei. 
I would still, and it kills me to say it, but I would still avoid Huawei because they don't have the Google Play services. And although they have made changes and that some elements are easier to use, it's just not as instinctive when it comes to getting the apps that you need and want. Um, I think you should look at Oppo. Next week, we're going to be talking about um, a new phone from Oppo that is very affordable. Alternatively, Nokia, we spoke about a Nokia on the program a few weeks back. If you go to newstock.com and find the podcast for technology on the Pat Kenny show, you will find the exact model that we spoke about. It's around 150 euro and it absolutely does the job for you. So there are options out there, but just make sure that you're not compromising on stuff that's important. So if you do need a good camera, it is possible to get an affordable phone with a good camera. If you need a big screen, it is affor- it is possible to do that as well. So just don't compromise just because you're on a tight budget. There are different models out there to cater to everybody. Okay, one of these which I will read out and pretend I understand. I have a Fitbit Charge 3 and it constantly fails to display notifications. I only want WhatsApp notifications. The app displays the phone restart prompt for notifications, but the restart never works. I literally have to uninstall the watch from the app every time. Ah, That's actually in the message. Is my phone too old or something? It's a Huawei P20, says frustrated Denise in Greystones. Oh, Denise, that's not ideal, Uh, particularly when it's one of the the key functions that people buy uh, some of these watches for. It shouldn't be an issue with the phone, the P20. It is an older phone. It's maybe four years old, if not a little bit older. Uh, But that shouldn't be a problem. It may be some form of compatibility issue. Or I don't know if your Bluetooth gets turned off at certain times of the day and for some reason it's resetting your settings. But if you email patkenny at newstalk.com, I will uh, get on to Fitbit and see if we can find a solution for you. Uh, Ask Jess what laptop she would recommend for a first year architecture student architecture student. So the key thing here is what software will you need to run as part of your degree? Because again, there are laptops for pretty much every budget, but if it's not going to be able to host the software that you need, then it's not going to be much good to you. Um, Things like the Lenovo IdeaPads are always excellent, but just when you know what software you're going to be using or going to need, um, just check the spec requirements. So it'll say, for example, that you need a minimum of four gigs of RAM or you need a minimum of 128 gigs of storage. So just double check all that and then go to the laptop. But the, the IdeaPad do have different um, specs, so they should be one. There should be one for you. And listen, one thing before we wrap up, I, I was listening the other day to news of Facebook effectively, it seems like, turning itself into the matrix. Mark Zuckerberg Mm. has said that in five years they are going to completely transform the business into something that I didn't understand. Can you explain it to me? Yeah, so it's called the metaverse. And if you think interacting with your phone on a daily basis is a pain in the face, then wait until you see the metaverse. This is going to be a more realistic version of virtual reality. So at the moment, if you want, you can pop on a virtual reality headset and you can interact with different services. You can play video games, that type of thing. But in the near future, Mark Zuckerberg has said that we will be putting on virtual reality headsets or a headset of some description And not only will you be able to go to gigs, for example, from the comfort of your own home, but you'll be able to buy products and services in this digital realm. Uh, You'll also in the future be able to go to work. So I'm not in the studio with you today, but in the future, I'll be able to pop on my headset and you'd be able to see me. I'd be able to see you. And it's as if we are in the same room, but we're in two different locations. And it's all about bringing people together, connecting people 
in this metaverse, which would be the, the next iteration of the internet and a, a, a more realistic virtual reality. Yeah, I don't suppose you've, you've read any um, of the old novels by William Gibson, have you? No, because they freak me out. The concept of it freaks me out. And I think I'm going to live it before I read about it, unfortunately. It sounds very much like we're all going to be living it. <laughs> Jess, thank you so much for texting. Jess is a true professional who is so knowledgeable about tech, but can explain complex science and technology in simple language. I always enjoy her slots on News Talk, says Edward. Edward, you should have direct access to her for advice on what computers to buy. It's very handy. That is pretty... 